for the latest on travel, let's welcome in our travel expert. Here's Marty Firestone, who joins us once again here on Global News Radio. Marty, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. How are you doing? Well, I'm hanging in. Uh, A lot of information, a lot of changing information coming, it seems, uh, by the hour here, Marty. And uh, let's start, if we could, with you in Israel, where uh, they've agreed today to ban travel uh, to the United States, here in Canada, and eight other countries as Omicron and the uh, variant continues to uh, spread. What does this tell us about the uh, state of travel and the situation of uh, international and world travel? Yeah, the word fluid, I don't even think is the right word anymore. There's got to be something for changing each and every moment. It is shocking what is going on. Literally, what you hear one hour ago may not be what is in force one hour from now. It's very scary. So if Israel's put U.S. and Canada on the no-fly list, I mean, what is that telling you? They're evidently worried that our case counts are getting high and they don't really want anybody from Canada coming there, nor they don't want anyone from Israel coming here. Pretty, pretty sad situation at this moment. All right. Right now here in Canada, we have a travel advisory uh, recommending against non-essential travel. Do you expect that to change anytime soon, uh, Marty? I hope not. Really, it's what they call a level three now to avoid non-essential travel. I guess the next move would be a level four, which is avoid all travel. That one there just uh, has a hint of you better not go anywhere. This one right now is really a message that I always thought up until really today that the government was just sending to sort of say to you, guys, we told you so. And if you get stranded somewhere, like, don't don't ask us because we told you not to go. But a level four, if it ever went to it, would be very serious. Also, 14-day quarantine would be serious. So with the hotel quarantine again, the bottom line is we are like just taking one step back every every hour, it seems, the last couple of days. Is that the biggest chance you're taking right now if you do travel, if you took off this weekend or you're thinking about traveling sometime uh, this week uh, over the uh, holidays? Because I know the uh, transport minister was on the West Block on Global TV uh, yesterday and uh, basically said that there's, quote, a high risk, Marty, that countries may change their border rules. I mean, here we were talking about Israel a second ago. The countries could change their border rules as the variant continues to spread and you could end up Canadians. Uh, stranded somewhere and not be able to get back home. It could. And and that's what leads me to the word international travel. I see international travel as Europe, Asia, Australia, everywhere around there. I don't see international per se as Florida, if you know what I'm saying. So the big concern is if you were just in the South or in the Southern states, I feel you could get back and you would find your way back, regardless of any kind of border closures. And I find it hard to believe that the U.S. could actually close the border. But I do worry. I really do worry about going to Europe and going to England where the count is through the roof. So, you know what? The suggestion is, of course, everybody should really take a serious look at travel, period. But if I had to think travel is in the cards for some, as it is for snowbirds, etc., U.S. still looks like a somewhat safe bet compared to the rest of the world. Let me ask you about uh, cruising. I mean, we've been talking a lot about just getting on an airplane and flying somewhere here over the uh, holidays. But I know there's reports here this afternoon, Marty, that uh, Royal uh, Caribbean Group, uh, they report 48 people on their Symphony of the Seas cruise ship testing positive today uh, for COVID. Obviously, fueling concerns that this new variant, Omicron, is uh, you know, very high risk, uh, as we know, on a, a cruise ship, but they're just starting to get back on their feet. And do you think that this is going to set the cruise industry back? Absolutely. A complete halt, in my opinion. The uh, level four travel advisory to avoid cruise ship travel is still in place in Canada. OK, so that's telling you it is hardly gotten down to a level that's more accessible. 
I think cruise ships for the next while, especially with today's announcement about 48 on one particular cruise ship and the new variant is a terrible combination and you have to stay clear for a while before that's going to happen again. Yeah, what are you hearing from uh, clients and just, I guess, the buzz in the industry right now uh, this week? Uh, because I know the airports, Pearson was particularly uh, busy over the weekend despite this uh, travel advisory. Uh, what are you hearing uh, when it comes to those uh, that have made plans? Are they canceling plans? Are they going through with them? Is it kind of 50-50? Surprisingly enough, there's not a lot of cancellations. These families have pent up demand to get away for Christmas holidays. The trips to the all-inclusives with the five or six or seven in a family with other groups of six or seven family friends is full tilt ahead, it appears. And that's uh, an interesting scenario. I'm also getting tremendous amount of calls from snowbirds who want to extend their trips and not come back on the days that they had hoped for. They do not want to be part of what they think is going to be utter chaos at the Canadian airports. So they're inquiring even now for what they have to do in order to extend their current travel insurance. Hmm, Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Why are they deciding to extend their uh, trip or or their stay? What's the logic behind that, Marty? So many of them took what was called a multi-trip annual, which allows you X amount of days out of the country, step back for even a minute, and then you can go back down again for no additional cost. That was a very normal strategy for people. What they're saying now is, I don't want to have to go get my PCR test. I don't want to have to sit on a plane for three hours, potentially waiting to get into the terminal to take another test, potentially, if they turn USA into that scenario. And forget the cost, the exposure, the risk. And they say, you know what, I'm better off to just stay down there and wait till this all blows over, if that's the right word. All right. I seem, or I feel like I ask you this question every time we talk, Marty, but what is your best advice right now for those that are determined or want to travel? They've got uh, trips uh, booked, whether it be just for pleasure or to go see a family over the holidays. What is your best piece of advice for them? It's one word. It's all risk. It's a question of if you have the ability and the capability to accept risk as the insurance companies do. That's what they do for a living. So if you in your own mind are saying, I can go, I feel comfortable that this year is different from 18 months ago, then go ahead. If you have any reservations, then you cancel your trip. All right. And we've talked about cancellation insurance, you and I, uh, in the past, but do you need to look at uh, health insurance as well? And uh, nobody wants to think about the worst when they're heading out uh, on a trip, but uh, do you need to do so? Do you need to prepare for uh, the possibility of the worst? Very much so, because with the recent advent of the travel advisory that was called uh, three, four days ago, December 15th, some insurers, some policies are excluding COVID now because it's triggered the exclusion based on the travel advisory. So you have to be sure that whatever you are traveling with, that they will in fact cover COVID or do you have to buy the rider like the old days again to add COVID into your plan? Cannot leave the country without coverage that covers you for every imaginable unexpected emergency. All right. Good stuff as always, Marty. Appreciate the time with us on this Monday. Thanks as always. Thank you, Jeff. Take care. You too. Travel expert Marty Firestone with us here on Global News Radio. Stay with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.